Thank you, Lord. Come on, give him praise, give him glory, give him honor. Let him know you did. Let him, let him hear you. This is not a time to be quiet. This is not a time to keep to yourself. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not a time to be silent, time to be all whispery and all that. No. You, you interject yourself. You raise your voice. Hallelujah. You know, the scripture says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which patheth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, let your requests, I'm talking about let your requests be known unto God. In other words, Oh, God, I love you. Lord. Jesus. Not Jesus. No, Jesus. Oh, you're going to hear me. You're going to hear me. The devil's going to hear me. Everybody's going to hear me. I'm going to make sure. Amen. Let your request be known to God. What is our request? Lord, that when these people, whatever, this, whatever comes through these doors, comes on this campus, they're already healed, and they are already delivered. Why? Because the word is in the house. The word is going to be preached. That word that became flesh is going to touch them. And I believe it's going to be a transformation. It ain't going to be this long, drag-out process. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, today... We decree, Jesus, the living word, is our salvation. Healer, restore. We decree, the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance for all of the ALM family. We decree, four corners of the earth have been purposed, planned, expected by God with 500 new families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up new families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up new families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the east to give, to give up new families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the west to give up new families of kingdom wealth. We speak to our ministering angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's new ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Slap somebody, high five, hug somebody's neck. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The reason why I wanted you to do this tonight, because I want you to understand words are containers. The words we speak are containers. In other words, every word that we speak has meaning. Every word that comes out of your mouth has meaning. 
and they're containers. And they're put in, a, if you will, just think, when you put words out there, especially when you're speaking the word of God and you're, you're calling things that are not are. In other words, you're calling them out. They're not there, but you're calling them out. In other words, your words are containers. In other words, God will take those words and he will put them in a container for you. And when it's time for those words to come forth, to produce, because every word that we say comes out of produces fruit. Okay? Everything that we say produces something. And God will take those words and he will put them away and he will put it. And for a time and season that he sees, they'll come forth. They'll come forth. Words are containers, but also words can come back and bite you too if you're not careful. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. The calling of ALM is to build up heaven and tear down hell. Amen. The words we use are strategic against the strategies of the devil. The words we use are strategic against the strategies of the devil. We know according to Ephesians chapter 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. In other words, we wrestle not against the strategies of the devil. We know he strategizes against us. But our words that we use are strategic against him. And every word, words are containers. In other words, they have weight to it. In other words, they, they're able to do something. Now, I've, there's things that I have asked God for in my life that has not come forth. There's probably things that you've asked God for and they have not come forth. Doesn't mean God's forgotten them. Those words... That very thing has been put into a container, if you will. It has not been forsaken. It has not been forgotten. God, the Bible says in Psalms 37, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in him, who's him? Jesus, the word made flesh. Delight yourself in the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. Delight yourself in the Purpose and grace of God. The calling that he's placed upon your life. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, how many of you can raise your hands right now and say, I have asked God for more than one thing? How many of you can raise your hands and say, I ask God for something every day? And guess what? Keep on asking him. Doesn't mean he is not going to give it to you. Doesn't mean he's going to forget about it and pray that, you know, if he waits long enough, maybe you forget about it. No, God ain't like that. If you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Now that's it's a very powerful statement. But in order to see the very thing that you're asking God to do, you've got to use your words properly. Because if your words are not used properly, they can affect your life. They can come back and bite you. Or the very things that you're asking won't come to pass because they're not in the will of God. Now, God will never do anything outside of his will. So if you're asking for, for something outside of God's will, it ain't going to happen. You're wasting your time. 
But if you are doing what God wants you to do and you're living according to the word of God and you're delighting yourself to the purpose, plan, and expectation of God, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. It may not happen that very second. doesn't mean God has forsaken you and God has forgotten. He just, he knows all things. And you may think you're ready for it, but God says you ain't ready for what you're asking. You ain't ready for it. And it does not a put down. It says God knows best. Just like a good father. A good father is not going to do everything that the child wants him to do. Because a good father says, guess what, son or daughter? You're not mature enough. You're not mature enough in what you're asking me. In your own mind, you may think I'm an adult, but guess what? You're not an adult. But I'm 18. I don't care. You still ain't adult enough. You just turned 18. That doesn't mean you, you know, I mean, I know there's some people out there. Well, I was, I joined the Navy. I joined the military. Well, I bet it was hard too. But what I'm saying is, is that God knows best. And our calling, the calling on ALM is to build up heaven and take, is, is, is to tear down hell. And the words we use are strategic against the strategies of the devil. That's why I wanted you to walk and say, this, is a, this house is a, is, 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 is a house standing upon the word of God, stands upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, he's come. That word comes to, that word came to heal. In other words, it healed and delivered people from destruction, all from destruction. And, and I, want you, I wanted you to walk around and why? Because words are containers. Because we don't know who's coming through those doors come tomorrow morning, but God does. And because we've already spoken into existence, doesn't mean God's forgotten about it. Uh-uh. My people prayed. My people called out to me. I am going to honor their words tonight Amen. by my demonstration. We know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that. He uses temptations to get us to use words that can come, that can put us in, that can be put into containers for future. See, we know he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you allow him to, if you allow yourself to get caught up into what the devil wants to do and what he wants to do in your life, you, can be, you, have, you have to be very careful because if you're not careful, he can put those very words in containers and use, you, use against you later. How do I know that? Numbers chapter 13. Don't turn it, just write it down. See, Jesus was doing miracles. Jesus was laying on his sick in Matthew chapter 12, he was doing miracles. He was laying hands on the sick. People were recovering. And the very Pharisees were looking at her. The Pharisees, they were looking at her and said, he cast out devils with, by, by, by Beelzebub. In other words, by the power of Beelzebub. In other words, he's using devil. He's using, he's trickering. He's tricking you. He's tricking you in doing what he's doing. He's using the power of the devil. What were they doing? They were using words against him. They were using words against them, but I love Jesus. I love what Jesus does. Jesus didn't fight with them. Jesus didn't get up there and, you know, no. He spoke against. He used the very word that they were trying to trap them. He spoke against it. And here's what he said. Oh, generation of vipers, starting in verse 34. How can ye, being evil, speak good things? 
For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasures of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of, 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 the, evil treasure, of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof, thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. In other words, they try to stir up the people. They try to use words against them, but he turned it around and he used the very words that they try to use against them. He used it against them and it said, guess what? You are going to be held accountable for your words. Everyone in this room are going to be held accountable by your words. Words are powerful. You cannot take them back. Once you said it, guess what? You said it. You can say sorry all you want. Words are powerful. Words don't leave easy. Can I use that, that, that analogy you used for me? You said the other day. My wife. No, I'm just because I think it goes perfect. I, I want your permission before I do <laughs> I won't say it. But my wife in the past came from an abusive marriage. Abusive, very abusive. Physically, emotionally, physically, you name it. Verbally. And, and you made a statement that, that she'd rather take the physical abuse than the Word abuse, because scars heal. Scars heal. A bruise goes away, but words are forever. Words are powerful. The words that come out of our mouth are very powerful. And we, as born-again believers, we have to be careful in the words we speak because you don't know what type of person is going to come through those doors. If they're a person that's been abused verbally and you have no clue and all of a sudden you're you're trying to minister and it's not the right way you have to be very careful because that person will shut down that person will turn you off even if that not not just not it may not be mentally or physically or verbally but they could be going through something and you by saying certain things can Hurt. That's why we have to trust the Holy Spirit. We can't lean, as the proverb says, we can't lean on our own understanding. We got to put our trust in God. We got to let God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to lead us in what to say and what not to say. Even though it may be jokingly, it may hurt. Trust me, I'm guilty of that. I've said things that are jokingly, not realizing the person that heard it got upset and it hurt them. And I had to go back and I had to apologize because I did not know what we were joking about. Joking about. They, were, they got affected by it because they were affected by something else down the line and that was a part of the and not realizing it. And I had to go back and I had to apologize, but the, the damage was already done. And, and we as born-again believers have to understand something. We don't know who's coming through these doors. We don't know, even if they're saved or not, we don't know. They could be 
right here, right now. We have to be very careful in what we say because words are containers. And they may not affect them very right there that very moment, but somewhere down the road, it can affect them. Because you know the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Am I making any sense? And Jesus here was like, you know, you're coming at me and you're telling me that I'm casting out, I'm healing people with the devil, by the devil's power. And I was like, look at you, before you point the finger at me, look at yourself. You pride and you walk around and you present yourself like some whole holy art thou. But the bottom line is, is that you don't even live by your own words. You're the hypocrite. But he didn't say it that way, but he said it in a way that, hey, for by the words thou shalt be justified, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. In other words, be careful what comes out of your mouth. Same goes with the preaching of the gospel. When you preach the gospel, the preaching of the gospel should never be beating over the head. You don't beat somebody over the head to get them saved. Jesus never beat anybody over the head to get them saved. He didn't have to. What did he do? He loved them. He loved them in the kingdom. And we have to learn to be like Christ. What did Jesus do? When he saw the multitude, what did he do? He had compassion. He had compassion. And to have compassion means you got to have a love. And because no matter what, I don't care how ugly the person may be. They may reject you from heaven. They may call you everything in the book, the most vilest thing from the deepest part of hell. But guess what? God loves you. Because what are you doing? You're leaving that, the last word to that. God loves you. No matter what you think of me, no matter how bad you curse me, God still loves you. And you're going to leave him with that because that's a container. Words are container. God has something to work with. You don't understand. It may not touch that individual right then, that very moment, because they called you everything in the book from the pit of hell. But guess what? You left with the word that no matter what, God still loves you. And God is going to take that word somewhere down the road, and God's going to build off that word just because you planted that seed in them. And they don't even realize it. ALM, let's be like Jesus. Let's be like Jesus. And use the word of God as he did in Luke chapter 4. We know the story of Luke chapter 4. The Holy Spirit he got baptized. The Holy Spirit sent him out in the wilderness. He was, he was in the wilderness for how long? 40 days and 40 nights. What happens when you go out? God sends you out for 40 days and 40 nights. What's the first thing happens? You get what? Hungry. He was hungry. The Bible says, Jesus, yes, the Son of God was hungry. In other words, yes, Jesus ate food. Did you ever thought about that? Yes, Jesus went to the bathroom. Hello? He was human. We never thought about that. Jesus going to the bathroom? Yes, Jesus went. If he ate, it had to come out somewhere. Because if it didn't, we were not made in the image and likeness of God. Because, hey, anyway, let's move on. Let us be like Jesus. When you think about this, when you, when you read that story and you see how the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he tempts him, 
He tempts him in so in all three ways. He tempts him. And he comes against him. And what is it? He uses the word against him. What is it? He tries to trap him with the word. He try. He uses the word against him to twist it and tie for the sole purpose of himself. Because it was all about him. It was all about the flesh. And he twisted it and turned it against him. But what did Jesus do? He used the word of God. He used words. And words are containers. In other words, that word contains what? Power. Hallelujah. So let's be like Jesus. And no matter what the situation, the circumstance may be, let's be like Jesus and use the word of God instead of using words that can come back and bite us. Like I said in Numbers chapter 13. What happened in Numbers chapter 13? The very words that those ten spies spoke forth affected all of Israel for the next 20-something years because they rejected what God promised them. They, their words came back and bite them. So what I mean, all those very things were put in containers. And every day from that day forward, they begin to die. Every one of them began to die. Why? Because they were snared by the words of their mouth. When we speak the word of God against the enemy, we are speaking Jesus. When you speak the word of God against the enemy, you are speaking Jesus. Jesus is the word made flesh in John chapter 1 verse 14. Every word that you speak in against the enemy is, is, words of, uh, words, word, uh, is a word that, is con- that contains the power of God. So speak the name above every name. Jesus. Everything has to respond to that name. The words we speak has power. The words you speak has power. That's why I remember. That's why I want to do it. Because why? Because those words that you're speaking are going to bring forth a miracle. Because Jesus has already done it. How do I know that? Philippians chapter 4. But my God shall supply all your needs. In other words, he has already supplied everything. He's already done it. Do you realize God has already done it? How did he do it? Through Jesus. He did it through Jesus Christ. We just got to speak it forth. We got to speak it into the atmosphere. Psalms 141. Verse 1 through 4, David is is crying out to God. He says, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors of my lips. Incline not, my, incline not my heart to evil things, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. That word dainties means delicacies. 
David's saying, is like, hey, hey, he's using his words and he's speaking it forth. Even though it has not taken place, he is speaking it forth. Why? Because words are containers and God will honor the faithful. God will honor the righteous when it comes to their prayer, when it comes to their, their cry out to the Lord. And no matter what is taking place, God will take the very words that you said. And, and listen to me. The words that you speak do not fall upon deaf ears. God remembers everything. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 says you're marked. You're marked by God to be a vessel of honor. You're marked by God. You've been marked by God. So those that have been marked by God, God can see. Those that have not been marked by God, God can't see. But God can see those who are marked. And God, those that are marked, when you cry out, God's listening. God's listening. And God was listening to David. And every time David cried out to God, God always came through. And no matter how many times David messed up, when he cried out to God, God came through. Are you any different? Are you any different, ALM? Fill your heart with the word of God. Because when the time comes to speak, you want, you want, you want to speak with power and not fear. You never speak with fear. You never speak with fear. You never speak with fear. You speak with power. Because... Words are containers. And whatever you say, God has put in it away. God has put in it away. It's like when my wife and I, we sow seed. Say, Lord, we're sowing seed. I tell God, I says, God, we're sowing seed tonight. We're sowing seed tomorrow. We're sowing seed. Come this Sunday, we're going to sow seed. And, I, and, and then come Monday morning, I said, Lord, remember, I sowed some seed. I sowed seed, God. What am I doing? I'm reminding. And that word is going into container. It's going into container. So when it's time for that seed to come for time, when it's time for God to give it to me, God's going to say, he's going to open a day and say, oh, yeah. I got, I, got, I, got to give them, I got to give them something. Because they told me, I, got, I sowed some seed. Do you believe this, ALM? Yes. Yes. Amen. Because we're going to change our way, our way we talk. We're going to change the way we talk because we've given God our tongue. Did you hear what I said? We've given God our tongue. We've been transformed. And because we've been transformed, he, he owns our tongue. We don't own our tongue. He owns the words in our, in our vocabulary. And how, where, 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 do you, where do you learn that vocabulary? Right here, every day. Because it keeps you clean. It keeps you clean. Amen? Stand to your feet. I hope that blessed you tonight because it blessed me. Because he's healed this place and he has delivered this place from all destruction. That's the promise we got from God through Jesus Christ. Hell or high water, I don't care. He's healed this place and he has delivered this place from destruction.
Ain't no, ain't no, come hell, high, hell and high water. He's healed and, and delivered you from destruction. Do you hear what I said? He's healed and delivered you from destruction. In other words, it's already done. So, if it's high water, just, just backstroke. Just swim in it. You ain't going to drown. Don't be like, Peter, I'm going to drown. No, you're not. Learn to swim. I don't know how to swim. Doggy paddle. Tread water. Because what are you doing? You ain't, I'm saying, hell or high water. This don't mean nothing. Guess what? I'm still going to see I'm going to be delivered. I can't be destroyed. How many believe that can happen to anybody? Who do you want it to happen to? Say their name. Who do you want it to happen to? I don't know the name you're thinking about. Who, who, who do you want to see that happen to? Who do you want to see that Jesus is already healed and delivered from destruction? Who, who do you want to see? Who do you want to see? He's already did it. He's already did it. Who's the person you want? Say their name. What are you doing? You're putting that word, that name into a container. Uh-uh, say, God, now the name's in your container. Now the name is in your container. It ain't in the devil's container because the devil can't. No, 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 no. If it's in the devil's container, that means he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh-uh. This is in God's container. And when God opens up, he's going to deliver. He's going he, to bring forth what he has already promised. Healed and delivered. So whose name do you want to put in God's container? I got a lot of names. Well, God's got a big container. God's got a big container. Nothing is impossible for God. Because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we put those names in your container right now. We put that person, we put that place, that thing, whatever it may be. We put it in your container right now. And I thank you, God, that you already healed and you already delivered that person, that person, place, or thing, whatever it may be. You've already healed and delivered it from destruction. And I thank you, Lord. We're going to see the miracle. This church is going to see the miracle. I don't care what the devil says. Hell or high water. I don't care what man may say. I don't care what doctors may say. I don't care. I... I believe in your report. And your report says healed and delivered. Your report says healed and delivered from all destruction. That means spiritual, physical, financial, all destruction. The devil's reign is over. Because we can have what we say, we can have what we pray. And we invoke the name of Jesus over it now now Lord give us patience give us patience Lord give us patience to believe who you are in your timing Lord in your timing God give us patience because you know exactly when to do it and I thank you Lord that we will have the patience in trusting in you and believing in the name of Jesus and we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen.